3: All
1: right, here we go, Carver and Lisi with you, Sports Grid Radio, 844-843-6879, good to have you with us here on a Tuesday night on the grid, a lot going on, a little live NBA, As the uh, Mavericks are trying to finish off the Warriors here, we've got some hockey tonight, Isles down 2 1 in Philadelphia here with about a buck 20 to go with the empty net trying to tie things up. We have new college football playoff rankings. Things are where we, th- where we thought they would be heading into championship week. NFL Week 13 on the horizon with the Bills and the Patriots on Thursday night. And Rick Haro is back from Qatar in one piece. Uh, we're going to talk to him tonight about what he ate while he was there. Uh, and not the games, just what he ate and how the traffic situation is in that country, which is the size of Connecticut. Mike Carver with you, along with the encyclopedia of college football, that is, go for the two, Joe Lisi. Hi, Joe.
3: Hi, Carver. What a day, huh? College football rankings out. The USA soccer match, they advance, they win. What a match that was. Unbelievable. I watched it from start to finish. Incredible. Incredible. I can't wait to get Horro's take on it too. But I mean you're right. It, it was I, I'm like I'm, I'm pumped up for tonight and on top of it I took a same game parlay for the NBA tonight.
1: Did you really? And what I this did. uh this awful Clipper uh Blazer game that's about to start, I guess. You're involved in that?
3: Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm involved in that. I got Simmons over as 23 and a half, Burns uh Grant over the rebounds. And Winslow over the rebounds.
0: Hmm.
1: Winslow over the rebounds. Uh, Blazers minus four Adam, touch uh, is that right now. 211 is the total. Uh, the Clippers, are like, like, nobody playing. I mean, it's just, it's very hard uh, to get involved in their games. Uh, Mavs lead the Warriors 116 and 113 with four seconds left. Are the Warriors getting a rock down three, or or is the, the match still on the line? I'm not sure. It looks like the game's actually over. Now they say end of fourth quarter. At least on FanDuel, Joe, they say end of fourth quarter. So I think mm. maybe that is the final. Nice job by Klay Thompson tonight, uh, Joe. I was telling you during the break that he, uh, that he had hit at least three three-pointers in ten of his last 11 games. So I got him tonight for three three-pointers. Uh, he had basically two points up until about two minutes ago where he finally hit a three. So, and he actually took a shot for the last—he took the tying shot here, and he missed it. So he missed another three. What a hump, Joe. I mean, the guy hit nothing all night. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Just embarrassing. That's
3: terrible, Cole. That is terrible.
2: Triple-double for Luke.
1: He had five points. Loser. Ugh. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, you don't get involved with him. You think he's finally busted out. The guy's been on fire lately. You finally dip your toe in the water. You get involved. And the guy throws up five points, and he bricks this last three, which would have at least sent the game to overtime and gave me a little life. It's tough to take, Joe. It really is. Mm. But we hit a bunch of uh, bets on the soccer game today, so we'll be just fine. We'll be able to move along. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and I don't believe you that you watched the whole game. I think that you just watched saying everything. That. There's, there's no way. There's no way you watched the whole game. I don't believe that.
3: I did. I'm tell- I was, like, at the edge of my seat on every twist and turn.
1: Yeah, every twist and turn. You were right there. What was your, I favorite-, was right- what was your favorite part, Joe?
3: The corner kick.
1: Yeah, the corner kick.
3: There the corner go. kick yeah. right at the end. Remember the corner kick and the guy trying to do a header right
1: yeah. in? Uh, so- Predator- Predators lead the Ducks 1-0 third period. About 10 minutes left to go there. Jets have a 3-0 lead on the Avalanche. As they are going to the third, Flames lead the Panthers three nothing. As uh, Kachuk returns to Calgary, and Huberto, the guy he was traded for, scored tonight. I saw that before, so Marcus that is Kachuk. going. Yep, yeah. uh, Caps are in Vancouver against the Canucks, and we have a ten thirty game tonight on the East Coast, Joe, which is the Kraken in Los Angeles against the Kings. We're a little late night, um, late night pucks, if you so. So surprised. So there you go. That's our hockey tonight uh, as we get things cooking. They got Reggie doing the game out west. Look at these Clipper jerseys, Joe.
3: I'm watching. I'm, I'm a little behind, Carver. I'm watching the top 20 games of the college football season. On this CBS. year? Yeah. Inside college football.
1: What was number one?
3: Uh, I don't know if they, they had them rated, but they just went through all the finishes, like App State, A&M, LSU, Bama, Alabama, Tennessee, Kansas, TCU. I mean, there were some really good games that went right. Texas, uh, K State, Oklahoma. You know, like they just went through, ripped through like uh, uh, South Carolina. Clemson was on there.
1: Yeah, late edition. Late, late edition. edition. That South Carolina Clemson game. Late edition. Carver and Lisey, we're just getting going here on Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us. 844 -844 We'll come back take a look at this new college football playoff ranking. Get rolling on the grid right after this.
0: Sportsgrid.com Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds, predictive betting models expert picks and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com
2: You're listening to Carver and Lisey with Mike Carver and Joe Lisey.
1: And we are back. Carver and Lisey with you. Sports Grid Radio, 844 uh, 843 We'll have Haro next. I talked to him this afternoon. He just got home. He just got home yesterday from Qatar. Is he jet he, he I asked him, "Are you in one piece?" Uh, and he said, "Yeah." So uh, nobody tried to like stuff him in a bag or anything over there, Joe. So he's okay. <laughs> um, I did tell him basically what I told him this afternoon was I let him do like all like the boring stuff—not mm-hmm. boring, but like all the you know the newsy type of stuff. On the TV show, and that tonight I want to know about like the food and like all the, you know, the beer. I want to know about like all the other stuff tonight. So I think that the entire first segment with Horror is going to be about uh, what the the hell goes on in Qatar. I think that that's what it's going to be. I don't even care about the saga. I just want to know about. Do you think he went uh, out? Like,
3: did he go to the nightlife? But that's
1: what, that's the things I want to know about. I want to hear about what it was like outside of the games there. That's what I, that's what, because it was, because Joe, this was a big thing for 12 years leading up to this, was why the hell are you having the World Cup in a place like this? So I want to know if it, because usually, you know, World Cup is like a, you know, it's like the Olympics. It's like you go there, and it's just a party for th- three, four weeks. You know, that's that's usually what goes on, but apparently that's, you would have to think, not the case in Qatar. So I want to get, well, hopefully, Haro, who, uh, you know, Mr. Nightlife himself, will be able to, Uh, shed some light on some of the things uh, that went on over there at the World Cup while he was there. Uh, College football playoff rankings, the penultimate ones, Joe. Uh, What was it?
3: The penultimate?
1: Yeah, the second to last one. The final one will be Sunday after the championship games. True. Exactly as we thought, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. We were interested in the five-hole. It is Ohio State, Joe, who were there. Alabama is six. rest of it uh, does not really matter. Um, so I guess that Ohio State's the team, Joe, that's in the, in the, if the door cracks open, right? I mean, I had Jerry Palm on today, too, and he was, he was kind of the college football playoff and, and March Madness wizard for CBS, and he said, uh, yeah, it'll probably be Ohio State, unfortunately, if USC loses on Friday night.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I heard everybody up in arms about Tennessee and Alabama, you know, and don't well, think who's, the committee who's ahead doesn't of take. Well, <laughs> <but> don't <laughs> here's yeah. But but don't think the committee doesn't take the fact that H- Hendon Hooker's out.
1: Hendon Hooker.
3: Well, you know that, right? Like yeah, like I mean they're they,
1: finished. You can't put them no, in. No, in I'm, fact, Joe, I'm if saying, I was, I wouldn't even put them in a New Year's Six poll now. And I know they'll well, probably be in one. I understand I they'll be in one of those games, but without Hendon Hooker in the game. I mean, you want to see Joe Milton at the at the uh? Who's, Gorgeous who's, Joe who, Milton. Where are they going? The Orange Bowl, Joe? Who's who's who gets that game this year with Tennessee yeah. in it? Uh, who's got the semis this year, Joe? Uh,
3: it's a, I think it's the Rose Bowl, isn't it? No,
1: no, it's not now because they're on New Year's Eve this year. I, the, the, I'll tell you honestly, right now.
3: I, that's the one thing I couldn't tell you. I could care right. less with Well, because the
1: rotation, I, I'll tell you why, Joe. Even somebody like you, who's the encyclopedia of college football, even to you the rotation of their semifinals with the bowls is absolutely stupid. Yeah, but it so doesn't why... matter
3: to me. It's just a matter of when they, when it like, honestly, when when they pick it and we get the games, then I'll, it, I it, I could care less. Oh, it, the is, Rose Bowl, the it is Fiesta New Year's Bowl.
1: Eve, and it is the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl this year. So they are so in Atlanta, Atlanta and, and Glendale. Yeah, uh, Atlanta and Glendale for the semis. Where's the championship this year, Joe? You it's know not
3: that Vegas. It's,
1: it's Vegas. It's at, it is Los Angeles. It's at SoFi oh, Stadium Angeles, in LA. Yeah. I don't like so, that. I man, that like would that be something stadium. else for USC. Play the uh, national yeah, title yeah. game in their backyard. I don't
3: even. Uh, I don't even. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't like that stadium.
1: So as really we were like saying it. about Tennessee, so we could slide Tennessee into you know the Orange Bowl on Friday night, the thirtieth. Uh, kind of like Pitt last year, yeah, right? But, they didn't have Pickett in the game, and, and they played Michigan State, who <laughs> didn't have Kenneth Walker. So we'll match Tennessee up with. Uh, somebody like that, Joe, uh, for that game. How about Tennessee and Penn State? Would you like that, Joe? No, that the, no. they
3: they used to they squared off years ago in the Citrus Bowl. We've seen those matchups. Oh, please! I want to say, is, I mean, squared uh, off. They did. Uh, Ryan O'Neill, uh, Brian O'Neill. I did see tonight
1: day. that Kansas State's in the Cotton Bowl, no matter what. That's all right. I mean, unless TCU doesn't make the playoff, which you know. Is the only way that would no, they're you know, That's their they're they're end. So. In. They're in. Um they're twelve and 0, they're in. So Here's Kansas thing, State would play the uh group of five the winner of the UCF Cincinnati. Good. Uh UCF Tulane game, game uh would yeah, be Yeah, that would be Kansas a rematch. Two lane
3: beat them already.
1: Oh wow, would it? Yeah, that's a tough sell right there. Why? I wouldn't like that. I don't know. I don't want a rematch. I don't like that at all. You've already ruined that game for me. Why is that? I don't need that. Um, I don't need any rematches. We saw the game already. We don't need to see it again. Not exactly Michigan-Ohio State, Joe. No, but Tulane I and mean, Kansas State, man. please. But now you got Will Howard at that. Um, yeah. here's, uh, by the way, I saw this tonight. This is from, um, and this is this is Brian Fisher who does uh, college football for Fox. He's been covering the game for a while, but anybody could have put this together. This is what he tweeted out. What would the 12-team playoff would be? Mm-hmm. Off of these rankings, uh, starting this year, and I was gonna tweet something nasty about you, but I didn't want to do it. About me? I was gonna. I, well, I was Blue just gonna national. make like a snide remark and say, and people like Joe Lisi don't want a twelve-team playoff. Look at no, I don't. So but, uh, the I buys mean, would obviously be the the buys would be the top four: Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. The mm-hmm. first round, if you had a twelve-team playoff, would be Tulane at Ohio State. Oh, so come on, oh, okay. Utah at Alabama. Mm.
3: That doesn't wow me, actually. Kansas yeah. State
1: at Tennessee. Mm. And Clemson at Penn State.
3: Mm. Maybe the Clemson-Penn State.
1: You're telling me. I mean, isn't this better than watching some dopey game at the Sun Bowl, Joe? It is. No, it is. no it's, not. it's not. It is. It's, it's not. is. it's not. It's not. It is. It is. I can't believe that you still believe this. I just I cannot believe I, I, that I, you're we, not behind we
3: had a play or, competitive we had a play college football atmosphere. games. We had a playoff atmosphere in Columbus. That was a playoff game. That was it. We had it right there and there. That was a playoff game. The Texas A&M-LSU game, believe it or not, was a playoff game. And LSU crapped the bed because they didn't treat it as such. That was a playoff game. All those games mattered. All of those games mattered. And you know 12 team playoff big deal big deal LSU's getting in with that with that game the the loss against against uh against K State uh K State Texas A&M mm. under that situation now they're out i mean think about it Clemson's getting in with the loss to South Carolina they're still getting in <sighs> think of it that way it doesn't matter it, i mean think about that was a playoff atmosphere in Death Valley. They lost for the first time since 2015. Oh, That's, a, I on. mean, you playoff don't get that anymore. Yeah, come on. Uh, playoff come
1: atmosphere. come on. It was. They were out before the game started. Nah, please. Come I on. I cannot believe that you are not behind. An I'm not
3: behind golf. it. I'm not Somebody
1: behind. Somebody like you, more... Great college football games to generate interest. People would get excited about, yeah, and you spit the idea. I just can, I just I, I it just, spit the idea. I'm a purist. You do. you spit the Give idea. The it boggles I my want mind. The BCS. Oh, it even the controversy. worse. That was even worse. I want the uh, yeah, controversy. I, mean, I, I want the, the one the, guy that's going to vote the, for the, Alabama. The, top. the crack, the that. crack crab and lobster committee didn't even have to go to the podium for when they did that. I, I yes, mean, it was just oh, oh, just awful. The BCS. Yeah, computers Give me the staggering ratings again. Let's have stupid computers take. trying to figure That's out it. uh what what was going on. Awful Joe. Absolutely awful. Carver and Lisey Sports Grid Radio, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We will come back, Haro, back from
0: Qatar, on the grid with Carver and Lisi right after this sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: carver and with mike carver and joe Leacy. what's the matter the pressure got too much for you? pressure i'm the one who applied
1: the pressure Back, Carver and Leesy with you, Sports Grid Radio 844 843 Here with you on a Tuesday night, and it has been a few weeks, but it is Tuesday, baby. And that means uh, Rick Haro, our sports business and legal insider, is back on Carver and Leesy after his voyage to the World Cup in Qatar. He is home. Uh, I think he got home yesterday. Rick, first of all, uh, how are you feeling? Are you have you caught up yet on?
2: On what? What is it? An
1: eight-hour difference from here, Rick? Is that what it is? Eight hours from here on the east coast.
2: Eight hours from here and a sixteen-hour flight. So it was long, um, but uh, boring. So no, it was. It was every part of it was was neat. Qatar Air is uh, uh, one of those you know, official flag carriers of of the government, just like Dubai and Emirates Air. And Abu Dhabi and uh, Etihad, all three are kind of out-luxuring the other. And, uh, you know, they – I sound like a travel agent. They go to 150 nonstop destinations Jeez, with their big I planes mean, across get a the world.
1: from them too, Rick?
2: You're, you just yeah, went, oh, 150. Rick, you're,
1: promoting the, you're promoting the airline?
2: <laughs> I am promoting the airline. Right. Get, get seat upgrades. Get free falafel. Right? That free falafel is really good.
3: Hey, hey, Rick! I have a question for you. Sixteen hours. The rumor that we got was that you were doing leg lifts in the aisle.
2: Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Well, by the time I ate all the food, I couldn't fit in the aisle. It was, it was, it was a long flight. I think um, um, L.A. Singapore, or, or New York Singapore, or, or you know, uh, L.A. Sydney, which I've done is like twenty something. But this is pretty close. And, uh, you know, you sleep a little bit, and then you wake up a little bit, and then you, you you know, you drink, which helps you sleep. So it was all routine. But it was uh, just an amazing trip. I, I, what I felt like doing, now that I realize what you can end up doing with this is, you know, as you fly west, you, uh, you actually gain time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep flying west and maybe get younger.
1: It is man, sixteen hours in a bird, man. I mean, I can't I, I can barely take six when I go west coast or go, you know, across the pond to Ireland or something like that. I mean, God, sixteen hours, Rick. Uh, that is something else. Uh, I want the full I told you this afternoon. I want I want some some of the other you know, things that aren't maybe as important to other people, but they're important to me. First of all, tell me about what's the scene when you got there last week? You first get to Qatar, like how is the is the airport? How's uh, the airport there? They spruce that place up. Is it easy to get in and out of? What was it like actually getting to this place that, uh, as we said, the you know the size of Connecticut basically, Rick hosting the World Cup.
2: Yeah, it's like a, it's the airport's like a, like anything else there. It's a it's a modern city and uh, it's dominated by one airline, Qatar Qatar Air Qatar Air, and uh, there are you know special transportation that get you to your hotels. I knew kind of what I expected because Dubai, uh, it feels the same way, and so does Abu Dhabi. The, the uh, hotels uh, and, and office buildings are, you know, 60-story, decadent buildings right next to each other, and the airport is close enough where um, they, they have nothing but land. So you can get there, and you realize you have one skyscraper, then another one, and uh, it took about 40 minutes to get from the airport to the to the hotel, but, but it was 24-7, and I got there um, the night that Qatar, uh played its first game and lost to Ecuador. I, I kind of feel for the team itself uh, because they, I don't think they scored a goal. They certainly lost all three. They did. They got and, one, they got uh, you know, one the goal destroying... in the middle game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. One goal in the middle game. Well, congratulations to them. <laughs> so they ended up with zero points for one goal in the middle game. So, you know, everybody's kind of upset about that. But then they the, the 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 residents leave with a uh, with a legacy of all of this infrastructure and all of these roads which they would have done anyway but not at this pace mm,
3: interesting so let me ask you this did you like give us give us an idea tell us about the food like did you indulge big time like what was it like was there buffets out in the morning like give walk us through a day <laughs>
2: I don't think you want me to do that because you'll make fun of my decadence. But I will tell you that that there were buffets 24-7 all over the place. And, you know, you get up at the hotels and they do things that the American uh, hotels don't, which is, you know, give you breakfast with your room. And breakfast is breakfast. It's everything you could possibly want. And the rooftop serves it, so it's on floor 60-something. It's kind of weird because, you know, you're closer to the sun. And you're closer to God. So, you know, I need to be closer to God. So that was perfect. And then uh, every day that I didn't uh, have a game, which were three, I did six days and three games, which were productions and three not. And the three not, uh, there's a course called uh, Doha Golf Club where they play the Qatari Masters, which was, you know, a very nice uh, Nick Faldo course, basically all green in a desert setting. And then a course called Education City. If you remember the Education City Stadium, uh, which now everybody knows because you see the the highlight, the course wraps around the stadium. Uh, And it was uh, an Olathebel course. uh, And it was green. It was touristy. It was amazing. There was a course uh, called Medais, which was about two and a half hours out of town, nine holes, desert, no grass. You take a little mat with you. And you drop the the ball on the desert, and you hit it, and then wow. you take the mat, hit it again. Uh, yeah, yeah, honest to God. But it was closed during the really? the uh, World Cup. I, that was worth a, That would have been worth a day. I actually had said one of my bitter disappointments was getting there and realizing that they closed it. But you know, the, in a typical height of bad management, they decided to close it during the World Cup, <laughs> <So> <laughs> and then open play, it later. Did you so, you
1: played the Faldo the Faldo place?
2: yeah I played played two of the thro- oh, two of the two yeah i did and uh and then uh a desert tour where you go out in the sand dunes and you see all the camels and uh I've got some great pictures of that and then another day where you took one of those dows d h o w which is uh this a, a a a a wooden ship which was just ostentatious out of this world. And you sail by that uh, stadium that they have, the waterfront stadium, which is the cargo ship compartments they ship to other countries, and uh, have a dinner on the islands. So every day was an adventure. And, of course, getting to and from the stadiums, the first couple of days where there were new stadiums for everybody – you try and advance as hard as you can, but you can't work the bugs out all the time. So there were stories about yeah. long traffic lines and traffic jams, but I that happens at any.
1: That's way. where I was going next, Rick, because that was my next the question. Because with the country being so small, like I pictured it, because we talked about the size, like the size of Connecticut and things like that. Like, was it the kind of thing where, like. You know, if, let's just say you were in Connecticut, and there was a massive stadium in Bridgeport, and Greenwich, and Hartford, and like Mystic. Like, it was it that right. were they that close together, and was it easy to get from one place to the other?
2: Yeah, good question. The Lucille Stadium, and I did a uh, sports news minute that'll run tomorrow about the big stadium for the world for the final. Uh, that's about thirty miles north of town. That's the one that holds ninety thousand. And then there's one way to the south, about 20 miles out of town. And then there's one west. And the other ones are about uh, eight or nine miles. Uh, they do have buses from the hotels and the tourist stuff. It's easy ride, but for the average kind of person, the bus rides, uh, the uh, the subway or the train takes you door-to-door to about five of them. And the other four, Uber, by the way, Uber and Cutter is amazing. Uh, the fares are cheap. Uh, the, the, uh, the Uber drivers are kind of the profession of choice. Remember I did in one of my segments, there were about 3 uh, million people, and uh, only about 250,000 are actually uh, Qatari-born uh, residents. The others that came in from other countries looking for work. And a lot of Uber drivers. Therefore, uh, immediate access and not too expensive.
3: Okay. What about the, quick question. What about the nightlife? Uh, You know, after the matches were over, are you like doing the town like, or are you just going back to the hotel room?
2: Well, if I'm I'm 25 years old, I'll do the town. But remember the two American games and now three, including the one that just happened, they're all 10 o'clock at night. Uh, And they're over at 12. You're back at the hotel by two and i have golf games scheduled the next day or, or the desert tour and i'm not doing nightlife the nightlife is interesting but uh yeah. it's uh, you know all of the uh uh fan fest areas where you can get a little bit of alcohol they they were really really crowded and really hard to get to so you know i left that for other people
1: yeah i mean i i was just thinking cuz it's such a it's been obviously you know seen as such a buttoned up place where you know, a lot of things aren't common there that would maybe be to here or to other parts of Europe, etc. I, I, I am kind of wondering there had to be some places, Rick, in that around that major Doha area that people were able to party uh, after hours. I mean, there just had to be somebody ringing the cash register at some underground place in Doha.
2: I mean, they're just oh to, yeah, and and, and yeah, <laughs> and and the Western hotels with liquor licenses, uh, which were given by the government on a temporary basis. Uh, they were the ones that had a lot of the events. So you go to the hotels afterward, and the you know the Western hotels chains had the big bars that did just that. Wow,
1: uh, tremendous! Uh, I got one more for you on this, and then we'll start to get into the fifteen when we come back. Rick, Rick Hara with us back from Qatar. Carver and Lisi, Sports Grid Radio, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We'll come back. Keep rocking on the grid right after this.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: You're listening to Carver and Lisi with Mike Carver and Joe Lisi.
1: We're back. Carver and Lisi with you, Sports Grid Radio. Talking to Rick Carl, uh, back from Qatar. Uh, Rick, all right, one more, and then we'll get, try to get through some of this stuff from the 15. How many World Cups have you been at before this? Did you go to uh, – I, I don't think you went to Russia. Did you go to – you went to Brazil. Did you go to South Africa? Which ones have you been at?
2: Uh, not Russia. Uh, Germany uh, and the U.S. And that's it. You didn't go to South Africa? No, I was. was uh, that was on there? my. <laughs> I did, but I. I did, but but a few years later, I decided to go see some animals and play golf instead of go see some soccer. All
1: right, so you uh-huh. did at least have two uh, prior experiences. What did you think? And this is obviously now Germany. That was oh. Right, Rick? Was Germany 06, I believe? I think so, yeah. Uh, Yes, Germany was 06. That was before uh, South Africa. So I guess it it has been a little bit since the last time you were at one. But in terms of the stadiums, the the infrastructure, all of that that they put together uh, for this one, did you think that it was on par, even just knowing some of the stuff that they did at Russia and in Brazil and South Africa in terms of the last few ones that they've done?
2: is better uh now remember they spent 400 billion dollars 300 to 400 billion dollars on stadiums on, on roads on on, on their uh, mass transit system on upgrading the airport so they wanted to make a a world-class statement that uh, made them compete against uh, Dubai Abu Dhabi and Saudi Arabia Arabia favorably and B they wanted to create a legacy so you know one of the stadiums is going to be uh, torn down, and, and, and the the community is going to be redeveloped as part of a kind of biomedical research area. Uh, Another going to be used for uh, other international events. They've already got targeted, so their legacy is going to be different and better, frankly, than Australia, than uh, than Greece uh, when they had their Olympics there. Uh, you know, than South Africa, where obviously South Africa has. Uh, 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 put uh, the World Cup on the map there, but a lot of the stadiums are, are not being used and won't be used, so that's the difference here.
3: Uh, Rick, in, in regards to the top 15, the fact that the World Cup is here, they're expecting, like, tourism to grow, like, tenfold off this, correct?
2: Yes, and not not only tenfold, but the economic, the GDP, you know, they measure the growth of the economy, it's up by about 4%, which th- that never happens. It's, uh, we, you know, when the GDP goes up 1% or 2%, everybody's all excited. The stock market goes up tremendously. Uh, but this is the biggest boom they possibly could have had. So from that perspective, it's become very successful.
1: From a ratings perspective, Rick, let me just we'll kind of, like, tie these three together. Um, and because me and you talked about it briefly this afternoon and and. And I know Joe would be interested to hear this, too. Just just in terms of how Fox, with Thursday, Friday, Saturday, having the Cowboy-Giant game on Thanksgiving, the USA-England game on Friday, and then the Ohio State-Michigan game on Saturday. I mean, what a monster three days for Fox in terms of ratings.
2: Well, you know, and look at the middle one. We said going to the World Cup that the Black Friday event was going to set all kinds of soccer records. and. They were nearly 20 million viewers. Uh, We'll see what today was. But today's a weekday, Uh, you know, Black Friday, when everybody is kind of tired of turkey and no skins game and bad college football. So what else are you going to watch? And this was earth-shattering, and they expected it, and it was. Uh, We'll see what happens on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock when we play the Netherlands. Uh, You know, I'm hoping, as we said earlier today, that the ratings will be near it, I think Friday will still be an all-timer.
3: Well, that Friday action had Nebraska knock off Iowa out of the Big Ten championship game. We saw some games go down to the wire, Rick, Arkansas and Missouri. I don't know what you were watching, but I'll tell you what, that Friday Uh, Friday slate was as good as any on a typical Saturday. But let's switch gears because the World Series (laughs) in terms of Philadelphia – that generated, man, I'm looking at your numbers here, $78 million in revenue uh, for an impact for the city of Philadelphia. Is that correct?
2: And over, you know, 3,000 pounds of beef for incremental cheesesteaks beyond what they normally do. That's very important. So, you know, look, tourism in Philly uh, for those home games, nobody expected the playoff run. They had them. And so you know they had all three they were going to get, and it was about eighty two million total sixty seven uh, direct uh and you know the tourism dollars were very important as well. They're also bidding for a World cup game uh in in their stadium. Kansas City has similar at cities between now and two years from now when the cities are finalized and who plays where and what because remember you don't just have the U.S. for those games this next world cup cycle you've got Canada, you got Mexico. Canada, it looks like Toronto, and it uh, and, uh, looks like Vancouver and Toronto. And then you've got Guadalajara and Monterey and Mexico City. Then the rest of the games will be U.S. games.
1: Yeah, I mean, the major game, But, I mean, when you start to get down to the finals and the semifinals, etc., Rick, those are all going to be in the United States. I mean, they're not going to have those. They're not going to play those games, I don't think. Uh, I think they're going to get – I think I was looking at the list. They are going to have a couple of the first the first knockout round, the round of 16 in Mexico and in Canada. But for the most part, when you get down to the major ones, Rick, that's going to be SoFi, MetLife, uh, places like that uh, mm-hmm. are where they're going to have the major ones. Um, le- the sports betting in Maryland, they finally turned the light on uh, last mm-hmm. week while you were away. Great jump for them. Uh, it's about time, Rick. We always appreciate it here uh, when you come to good news that another state – has gotten the green light to start doing mobile sports betting.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, the other thing I put in there, which is interesting, uh, last year we didn't even think it was possible, but Georgia is going to consider it in their next legislative session. They're looking at all the numbers like all these other states are doing, and then then the neighboring states that don't have betting will then figure out how to do it because they need to compete positively as well. So Maryland in, Georgia considering it. And a lot of the other states we always follow continue to have revenue reports that are bigger than every other month. So it's moving in the right direction.
3: Rick, uh, every sport is just seeing like immense popularity right now. Now F one season cruises to a new viewership record. I mean, everybody's just blowing right through viewership. But <laughs> everybody's gambling, so they're just watching. I mean, besides soccer, which I don't watch, honestly, I I don't watch formula one at all so who's watching this is it gamblers or is it people now that it's mainstream everybody's just tuning in
2: it's the netflix drive uh, to survive uh folks who want to see some excitement about it and it's you know blitzy uh when nbc took it and brought it to the states on a regular basis they were averaging 300 400000 viewers now they're nearing a million ESPN continues to renew their deal, ABC, ESPN. You know, good for them. And as I said, it's not only those that are watching and gambling, but we now have an Austin race, a Vegas race, and a Miami race in the U.S., in addition to the Montreal one and the one in Mexico. So, you know, if you want to see a Formula One race, you don't have to go to Europe to do it
1: and they're getting all jacked up for that one in vegas right rick i mean that's where that's really gonna at least in this country where it's gonna get a lot of eyes on it when they try to run that race down the las vegas strip when is that next year rick are they doing that next november
2: yeah next year and and also you remember you have one in miami again and you have one in uh, in austin again in the normal rotation and so miami's yeah. is held at, uh, at at hard rock
1: Mm. Right, and that's the one where earlier this year, like all like the big stars, were like Mahomes was there with the glasses on. Everybody was there at the F one race. Uh, it's like the place to be seen now, Joe. You gotta get involved with it, Joe. I mean, no, this is like the, I, I did the see new one thing. In
3: person, let me, the, Rick. <laughs> did do they still do the one in St. Pete? I saw that one years ago. Like a few. Like
2: well, no, that's the one. Yeah,
3: St. Petersburg.
2: Well, that's the streets of downtown St. Pete and out by the marina, and that's IndyCar, and, and that's great. But Formula One is like IndyCar on, on steroids. Uh, and, you know, it's the extra millions of dollars that are brought in. Plus, next year at Hard Rock, they're going to have to figure out how to change the track around a little bit because they're going to have that uh, Super Bowl uh, parade that the Dolphins will have in February after they come back from Glendale oh, with the Super Bowl title. Uh,
1: oh, there you go. go, uh, Dolph- go By the way, you know you know what, Rick? I want to know now. I'll give you all the credit. If in, the, in three weeks from now, If they're still where they are, uh, all credit to them. I didn't realize this. They play three in a row on the road. San Francisco, Chargers, and the Bills. Three tough games, and they just tonight next, that Charger-Dolphin game, uh, uh, a week from Sunday. That's the Week 14 game. That will now be the night game. So Tua and Herbert under the lights, Rick, in prime
2: time. Yeah. Well, listen, when you looked at the schedule, uh, you knew – that uh, when you play Houston, it's like a bye. So coming out of that bye in Cleveland beforehand, the schedule was very kind to them in the middle of the season. The schedule was not at the beginning of the season. They played games they normally lose. Remember, they beat your Bills, and they beat the Patriots, and they went 3-0, and and then they went 0-3, and then they won five in a row. Uh, yeah, I'm, look, I'm a realist. I'm a little nervous about it. When you, when you chart it, that Bills game, uh, you know, and we may have it coming to us, uh, in, in, uh, in Buffalo, but wide, right. Oh, sorry. Wide, right. I just keep, that's Tourette's wide, right. So I, I can't keep be talking about now, that Rick. field goal. Uh, so be, be Yeah, no, I know, I know, like I, said, I know, got... I know they may be, they may be eight and they may be eight and five, maybe nine and four by the time they play you mm-hmm. guys. And I shouldn't say this cause I may change my mind, but I'm already chalking that one up as uh, one. We don't have to win. Although, you know, that division is going to come down to one game probably. And I don't feel like going to Buffalo uh, for uh, a playoff game, uh, you know, in whatever that godforsaken winter is uh, that's, up there that if you, that's you the
1: you know, case, you like. If that's the case, Rick, if they do play a playoff game in Buffalo, I mean, we're going to have to work that out. I mean, you got enough connections up there. I got enough connections up there. Oh, yeah. So we got to at least go to that or if the Dolphins and the Bills. <laughs> uh end up playing in january i'm looking forward to it and i'm glad that they finally used their noggin over at uh the nfl and nbc and at least changed the game they had to get out of that bronco game they're so hideous even though it's patrick mahomes (laughs) yeah they don't and they don't like and they don't and i'm sure they don't like taking mahomes out of that sunday night game uh rick but you guys there's nothing you could do you can't possibly subject people to russell wilson and the broncos with how awful they've been you just can't do it it's just awful
2: Russell Wilson, I, I don't get that, and I saw some of the, you know, take on Russell Wilson when I was over in Qatar, and, uh, uh, you know, it's just, uh, that's what a guaranteed amount of money will do if you're an agent, because you never know. You never know how bad a guy's going to be, and he, you know, next year, he may be the best thing in the history of the world, but not not now.
1: See, he's even the talk of the water cooler over in Qatar, Joe. Uh, he's in mm. Qatar. He's even the talk, yeah. Russell Wilson, over in Qatar. He's the talk of the water cooler about how bad he is. I mean, that's just I bet he is. uh Rick, tremendous job as always. Uh, I'm glad that you came back in one piece uh, and that you survived uh, the World Cup over there in Qatar. So uh, welcome back, my man, and thanks as always for coming on. All right, man, Scotty is Wally Piff. You better get back, man. <laughs> yes, he'll be back next week, Rick. We'll talk to you then. Rick Harrow. Here on Carver and Lisi, we will come back. A lot more to do. 844-843-6879. We're back after this.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: You're listening to Carver and Lisey with Mike Carver and Joe Lisey.
1: And we are back. Carver and Lisey with you. Sports Good Radio, 844-843-6879. Good to have you with us here on a Tuesday night. Uh, nice to hear from Rick, Joe. We haven't heard from him in a while. So nice to see that horrible. Oh It's good. Okay.
3: Great insight on that, you know, in terms of hearing. Everything. I know it was and tough through. for you
1: to sit through the soccer stuff, but we made it. We made it through. So I tried not. To I t- I kept it t- away from the actual uh, matches, and I just kept. I kept it to. I would have liked a little more insight. He brushed over the the food and beverage situation a little too fast. I would have liked yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah. a little more uh, insight into that. Uh, here's one for you. We we really last night, and, and I think maybe at some point in the second hour, Joe. We've got to do, like, a little uh, college coaching carousel roundup from the last couple of days because a lot has happened uh, that we have not discussed. But uh, I just saw this one come across the board from Ross Dellinger. UAB is targeting uh, Trent Dilfer as their next head coach. Uh, Dilfer's in his fourth season as a high school coach. He's 38 and eight at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville with a state title. Also his coach of elite 11 quarterback. Trent yeah. Dilford Joe. Little off the page there. That's so like uh, bringing Jeff Saturday out, right? Get, get, uh, yeah, no, get Dilfer in on. there.
3: Super Bowl, Super Bowl winner with the Ravens, and he was yes. a star at Fresno State. I mean, and he, he does coach up the quarterback. Star. He at does. State.
1: <laughs> Calm down, Joe. Will you stop. serious? Come boy. on,
3: former Buccaneer. At star. The at the Fresno State. Right, just listen State. to me. At yeah. the. <laughs> At the end of the day, he does know how to coach up quarterbacks. I mean, Bill Clark stepped down at the start of the year due to health reasons. So, I mean, I I have no problem with it. It's good.
1: I bet you he won't be making as much money as Matt Rule. (laughs) Nebraska. Jeez, they never learn. Uh, Carver and Lisi, Sports Grid Radio, 84484-36879. Another hour to come on the grid right after this.